Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Chain Bites Podcast. My name is Ted Stevino, and today I have guests Eric Grill and Tracy Jefferson, and we're going to talk about operating system that's really helped Chain Bites. Just to kind of break down what is basically a management system that helps you run your business more effectively, set goals, uh, get a corporate culture for accountability, um, and really just move things forward. Um, and so, so that the Eric is the his business has benefited from this, and Tracy has really helped us as a person who's helped facilitate uh, the management of the system. So we'll kind of take it in steps. Talk about defining the system, and then, and then we'll look at you know how it works, and, and then we'll we'll explore what it's done for Chainbytes to help us help us move in a better direction. So, gentlemen, welcome. Hello, Tracy. Thank you, Dad. Okay, good to see you guys. So let's kick things off, Tracy. I'll, I'll really kind of send this over to you. Um, EOS. Let's let's define it. What what are this what, what do the letters stand for? And, and tell us about what what's the, what's the idea behind behind the system. Sure. So EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. It's a system that was developed by uh, Gina Wickman and Mark Winters, others that have had input to it. And it's a methodology for running a business. You know, a lot of times, companies, especially when they're smaller and growing, they get chaotic and disorganized and not with good communication. And, and you find different people sometimes, especially in partnerships, going different directions. So EOS is about putting order to chaos, and it's about creating a culture of visibility, uh, traceability, and accountability in the company. Uh, It's an iterative process of constant evaluation and data gathering because we want to make good decisions, and you need to take action. It's easy to say, okay, well, we have a problem. We'll talk about it next week. But EOS says, no, let's not do that. Let's uh, identify these issues. We're going to discuss them. And then we're going to take decisive action on them. It also helps make sure everyone is working toward the same goals. It's about that communication that helps build an open and honest culture. I think it's Jordan Peterson, uh, one of the very popular psychologists online, online, does a lot of speaking. He talks about how it's it's hard enough to hit a target when you're aiming at it, let alone when you you don't know what you're, you know, you're not aiming at something specifically. And so... I think it's interesting about the system that that it gets everybody on the same page, at least in terms of working toward the same goals, and that it kind of builds a culture. A culture forms around that, right? So you've got this this singular issue, then things line up behind it. Um, I mean, Eric, I, I would also kick over to you, just just kind of, you know, based on your general understanding of that that promise of that idea. What what was it that that attracted you to to look into this and and make it you know something that you wanted to implement? Well, the the chaos that he mentioned, right? So we had the chaos in the company, and I was working in the company as in the chaos, so to speak. And I, I knew there had to be a better way. And I've listened to books, and I've read books. And EOS was something that I had listened to an audio book years ago, not, not a while back, mm-hmm. and and knew that I wanted to implement it at some point. But then I said, okay, enough is enough. I gotta gotta take this seriously. We're gonna do this. And um, yeah, that that's it. It ticked all the boxes, like you just mentioned there. The, what they call rocks. Uh, these checkpoints of, hey, we want to get this done, and if we're not heading there, we're never going to get there, right? We're just kind of floating around and putting out fires, and we never have an overall strategy. And, and that's the way you operate when you're a tiny two-person team. But when you get to 10 or even more people, you can't operate that many way anymore. And certainly, if you're running a company, you can't be in your company running it. You need a system in place that you can rely on to give you the information and be able to make good decisions. And so... That's excellent. All right, so so Tracy, let's if if it, if you think it makes sense to be, if there's any if there's any more top down look you want to give, but or perspective on it, if it, I would I would maybe jump into some of the, the 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 components. Is there anything else you want to add from a top down level? 
Not from the top-down level, but I, I think, as you said, the, the components more or less explain it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, hey, well, let's, so, let's you want to jump? Well, let's, yeah, I, I'll actually show you something here on my wallet. I still have here, and this has been here for a while. But if you see that over there, that's the pie chart of vision, data, processes, traction, issues, and people. And that's what makes up EOS. And all of those piece, pieces have sub-pieces. And that's, you know, hasn't been removed from the board because that's what we've used this whole time to to implement the system. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And, and that's, uh, as Eric said, he just named the six components. So, and we were talking about it even before then, that the company's vision. So the vision of the company's leadership, you know, it has to be defined, but it also has to be clearly communicated. You know, and the vision isn't static. Vision is something that changes some because the world is constantly in motion. Uh, and part of that process is to constantly reevaluate the vision. I say constantly, there's actually a recurring pattern to that. Uh, it used to be pretty much annual, but these days a lot of us are looking more at a quarterly way of reevaluating our vision. But we also need to make sure everybody is headed the same direction, uh, everybody is on the same page. For a matter of fact, the visionary uh, who is the CEO typically of the company and somebody who is an integrator of the business that's usually a COO even have weekly same page meetings sometimes even daily same page meetings uh, part of that too is laying that foundation with the vision are people you know as we all know you can't run a business without people but a lot of times you find somebody you think sounds good they've got skills and we want to hire them and that's not the way to hire people so EOS helps us hire better. It helps us define our accountability chart. That's what the organization needs to look like in order to succeed, in order to meet our goals and our objectives. And then you have to get the right people, as we call it, the right butts in the right seats. Get the right people who believe in our core values of the company. I always tell people that are hiring in an EOS environment, and Chainbytes is one of them before it goes past the recruiter. The recruiter should be asking questions that tell that person, do they meet this, does our candidate meet the core values of the company? Because if they don't, I don't care how skilled they are, they will fail. So we need to find the right people, then we can get the right, the right skill set. And does a person get the position? Do they really want it? Or they, do they have the capacity to do the work? GWC. You have to evaluate people, core values, look at GWC, get the right butts in the right seats, and EOS helps do that. And then we need data. Now, he's, he's focusing on one, one part of this. Now, that's, that's the people aspect of that, right? right? And this isn't just fluff. Like, a lot, a lot of times these systems, it's just, oh, it's just like this, and consultants make a lot of money, and, but, but they don't really address the issues. And so this, this is a piece of the puzzle of the people part of it. They have to fit into the culture, because if they don't fit into the culture, there's going to be conflict in the, in the, in the systems, and uh, it, it's going to be very difficult. But that, that's certainly just one piece of what you have to over, overall do. Um, uh, you know, we started off, I think, just doing level tens and just structuring our meetings and and just having a status and just of where the heck are we? That made a huge difference. And then yeah. everything from there was just bonus and oh my god, okay, now we can change this and you know we're doing better hiring, we're doing better with our data points, we're hitting rocks, which are you know milestones. We're we're getting our to dos done. We're holding ourselves accountable. I, we know who's responsible for things. It's just like basic things that you take for granted in a very large organization that has gone through these growing pains when you're transitioning into a, a mid-sized company. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's difficult to, to describe, these are to describe with, yeah. with words here that in the system, uh, in the software, you have this tr basically a tree manifests 
where the individuals are defined by the responsibilities that they that they have, right? They're, they're the way they fit into the overall picture. Yeah, accountability. It's not an org yeah, chart. I mean, right? it's, it's an accountability I, I guess chart. it seems intuitive in other companies when you're hiring someone, you say, well, what do we need? Um, but it's not necessarily connected to it, uh, like a, not a hierarchy. I don't know if that's the right word, but a, a, a cohesive system. So what? So what? So what was interesting with this is that. We define the role and the positions and this, the the responsibilities, what that what that role owns, and then we go find the person who would fit into that particular role. So so the well, you would be surprised if you ask people what they're who's responsible for something that you may get an answer of this person, this person, it might be this person. It should be clear. It should be clear right. what when something happens, who is responsible for dealing with that. And, and it, it, it almost never is. It's amazing. Like, and even if you ask somebody what their job is and they tell you what their job is, sometimes you're like, wait, I didn't think that's what you did. I thought you had, I thought you were doing that. <laughs> well, um, I, I, and this and I think, because you know what everybody I mean, is And I guess, for. I guess the other, what part, what should keep that um, aligned is the, is the, is the first step of vision. So that in sense that, because it's easy as you go along to pick up a lot of distractions and I used to, I overuse the expression chasing rabbits. Um, and, and they can pull you away from the primary, you know, objectives that, that you've set in advance. I mean, I just, the idea that the system would remind people, this is what we're about, this is the responsibilities associated with making what we're about happen, and then let, then, then the next step is the, is the issue of data, which, which Tracy, you, might, you, could, you could riff on a little bit here, but that basically, then you look to key performance metrics, right? So that, that can show that, that you know, are, are we meeting these objectives that, with real numbers that can, that can tell us how we're doing? So maybe talk about data. One of the things that often happens with people is you find somebody who has talent and you're thinking, oh, this is a person who can contribute. I'm going to hire them. But if they don't fit into the role that's needed, they're going to fail. And so you have to define your organization, your accountability chart first. And that's where a lot of companies go wrong very early. They, they hire people without understanding, as, as Eric was saying, that accountability of where things flow in the organization. And it doesn't mean you don't tweak that accountability chart, but, but you have to know what you're trying to do. And the accountability chart tells it. Then you'll get the right butts in the right seats. And then, of course, as we were just touching on, too, data points. We need data to have scorecards. We need leading and lagging indicators, things that tell us where we're going right, where we're going wrong. We do this weekly. We actually look at these scorecards weekly. We have monthly and annual ones as well. But we're really not waiting for, okay, we're going to do a quarterly review and see where we are. We are addressing this weekly. Where are we going right? Where are we going wrong? Let's adapt. Um, let's do what we need to do. Let's have an honest evaluation of our performance. It's not about emotion. It's not about I wish. It's about the reality and data doesn't lie. So you have to have data to make good decisions. And you can't, as an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial people tend to be excitable and very emotional. Um, and they what? don't always think just data and numbers. <laughs> I'm laughing. Okay. Um, I didn't name hey, names. Hey, Eric. man, you, you're surrounded uh, by people like this, just for the record. Uh, on either side of you, you have two multi-decade, between the two of us, 60 years of, of entrepreneurial work. Um, so, so, but I, I, but that drives it, Ted. I mean, th that emotional response, though, is what drives entrepreneurs. And makes, <laughs> it makes business move and makes it successful because somebody is excited and they have good ideas and they know it can happen. So what EOS helps us do is put some discipline around that excitement and those emotions. All right, so you don't want to you don't want to cut it off. You actually want to encourage it and if you follow EOS, you in effect free that entrepreneurial spirit up of the leader of the of the CEO 
to set that course of action that, that guarantees success. Yeah, and the channel, instead the of channel, them getting bogged I, down in the weeds, yeah. right? Yeah. So, what, I mean, channeling that, that energy, I mean, I think it gives, it gives it a productive place to go. I mean, at least, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that seems to be the intent. Well, you also have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to voice, you know, you, you have your weekly level 10s where you have an opportunity to bring up new ideas, new, new initiatives, uh, problems, and everything else and get them addressed right away. I mean, that was another thing that really attracted me to this particular methodology was as a software developer with an agile background, this fits into that, right? It's very, very quick iterative um, checkpoints to make sure that you're on track. And if you're not, to, to adjust the organization. And as a whole organization, to be able to do that as the captain of the ship, so to speak, um, is, is powerful. Like, hey, we got to go over here and we got to do this. And, and we've, as you guys both know, we've certainly done that many times here uh, where, where opportunities or, or things come up. So. It, it, it allows you to do that. Eric, I, th I think you've, and, and, other, and other times I've heard you do what I, what I think is a, a stellar job of, of defining these terms. But let, let's, just, just because I think it's useful, let's talk about what's a, what's a leading and a lagging indicator. Like when you, when you think of those things, um, just, just give me your sense of, of you know, how to define those terms. So, so a lagging indicator basically is like what it sounds like. It's too late. It's it's after the fact. Some something happened, and and it might signify some something you know bad going on. But what you're always looking for is a leading indicator before you know to 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 stop it before it happens and before it becomes a, a lagging indicator. So you want to address things. Um, for, for, you know, if you're looking at your revenue numbers, well, that's too late, right? Because you, you don't know what your, how many people come to your website. You don't know all these other things that might contribute to that. If you know you get 100 people to your website and every, you know, you're going to get a 4% turnaround, that would be something you want to measure rather than waiting for your bottom line revenue number, which would be a lagging indicator. So you're always trying to get out ahead of things and address issues and identify the issues before they become big issues. And then you see them in lagging indicators, but then it's too late. You've already got the problem. And now, now you got to steer the court, steer the ship in another direction. But if you have a lagging indicator, it's going to take a long time. You're not going to get immediate feedback as to what that is. So you always try to, you know, we're always challenged with our score, what he's talking about now, which is scorecards. People call them KPIs, whatever, um, to try to get that leading indicator. Try to identify a problem immediately and, and see, hey, there's a. Yeah, I think an in interesting challenge that you talk about sometimes that I think is is very is very significant is the d data. Depending on how you track it, it can it can have a incentive, a byproduct of incentives, right? So if I said, measure what you want to improve, but don't measure something and 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 then exactly. Sometimes we measure things to measure them, and we don't really want to improve them. We're just measuring them because it's important information. But by measuring it, you're incentivizing people to improve that number, and and so uh, measure what you want. Yeah, to I mean, improve. there's 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 really an art to that. It seems it seems to me like if you can na if you can nail yeah. it just oh, right, you can say it's a constant process. Yeah. It's a it's you learn as you as hiccups come, you learn what better data points become leading indicators, and not always obvious. Yeah, it's it's um what, it's kind of where to kick the machine. And what uh, Eric brought up and and you too, Ted, in the last couple minutes are two key words: issues and process. Okay. You know, it's easy in a business to say, well, we've got a problem. Uh, you know what? We'll have a meeting about that next week with two or three people, and we'll talk about it. Uh, it's an issue. We'll deal with it a month from now. But in EOS, we don't do that. We track issues. We actually identify those issues, and we want to put a tracking in so that we know they're getting addressed. We want to identify, discuss, and solve. IDS. And the level 10 concept has been mentioned uh, several times. And level 10s are one of the core elements of EOS. If you never in your life put a full EOS implementation in, if you follow the level 10 concept, it will make a big difference in the company. 
because um, the level 10. That's what I said at the beginning. Just just starting with a level 10 meeting, a structured meeting, like you have all these wasteful meetings and you know, like he was saying, oh yeah, let's three of us get together and work this thing out and you spend an hour. But if you ever have a structured meeting, a level 10 meeting, you're gonna wanna do everything else because you're gonna see the so much benefit from doing that level 10 meeting that you're gonna wanna incorporate all these other data points so it becomes more productive because you're, you're gonna, like we've, we had a lot of people in the, in the organization that were challenged, they were like, ah, oh, a meeting. I gotta spend an hour in another meeting. I don't wanna go to this. Um, but afterwards, no. Firm believers, because, because it, it didn't take long before it was like, wait a minute, we, we can't cancel level 10. I don't care if there are half the people are there, we have to have it. Because the, the level 10 does a couple of things, but it's a structure around a meeting because most meetings, frankly, are a waste of time. And we call it a level 10 because we want a perfect meeting, a 10. Whether we achieve it or not, who knows? But that's our objective. So it's a level ten. It's like it's like a it's like we, Olympic scores. Though. Have we ever had a ten? It, I don't even remember. Is. Did someone say a ten? Right? <laughs> Somebody might have said a ten. I mean, you, you want a ten? <laughs> uh, but it's it's also a way. It does several things. First off, it builds the team because we start a level ten off with segue where everybody says one thing positive personally and one thing positive professionally from the last week. So you learn a lot about your teammates, right? And that's a good way to start. And you look at the data, the scorecards. Where are we? We Every week we're measuring our success or our failure. We're watching for things to go wrong. We're looking forward, though, to things that we need to accomplish to make sure we're on the right track. We're looking at our rocks, our quarterly objectives. Are we achieving the things we said we wanted to do in this quarter? If not, are they off track? If they're off track, they become an issue to be solved. Push it down to be an issue. So are they complete? That's great. If you have, you know, one of the things we say is when we set up our quarterly rocks, uh, at the end of the quarter, if all of our rocks were done, we weren't very ambitious. We should have a few left. We, you know, we should be really trying to grow and do things. Uh, we, you know, we want to talk about headlines in the level 10. Things about people, about our company, about our, um, our clients that we want to document took place. And sometimes that isn't always good. There are things that go wrong, but we want to document those. Uh, and then we talk about to-dos. Here were to-dos, they had a due date. Was this not done? Why wasn't it done? Is there a roadblock? Push it down to be an issue. Because what ends up happening is the core of that meeting is something called IDS. When we have a level 10, we identify, discuss, and solve issues. If things aren't happening or something failed or something that was timed, uh, scheduled that didn't go off, why did that happen? And everybody at that table, and this is the key, and this is the hardest part, by the way, for entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are like, it's my business, I created it. Some, and not all are, but that tends to be a, the case sometimes. But you have people like Eric who will come in and say, everybody at the table is on an equal basis. I don't care if you just started the company, if you have an opinion, state it. Doesn't mean we're going to agree with you. Okay, because in, in my view of a level 10 is sometimes they get pretty tense uh, and that's OK. That's healthy because we're exchanging ideas or we may be arguing about things because we should be looking for different ways to solve problems. But at the end of the day, we identify, we discuss and we solve. We don't just blow it off. Let's get it done. What has to happen? It's 100 percent better to have a short term fight than a long term grievance. You know what I mean? Where people are or keeping things, you know, month after month and it's not it's not getting things aren't getting resolved. So that it well not just that, but you get to make a decision as a group, um, but everybody gets to be heard. That's and true. so whether you do it that way or not, they were heard and okay, fine. The the consensus was maybe it went against what they thought. Uh, but we're not politicking yeah. and we're not arguing. We're just 
stating everything and then everyone decides and then we just move forward with that. So it's, it's a much better um, way. And, and frankly, everybody has a different view of things. So it's great to get different viewpoints That's on the right. same issue. Yeah. And then oh, I, I didn't know that. And all of a sudden you find out somebody's an expert in something you had no idea about and great. Now we, we've, and that's how you flesh that out. The other thing I'd say about this, this whole process is as a company, most people here are remote. Like we have an office here in Allentown and one in Tampa, but most people are working from home and, and, and are all yeah. over the world. It's really hard to herd all the cats together, and, and these level tens are really a big part of that checkpoint of, of what's everybody. It's re on. remarkable, and the, dis it, the discussions how we do get to know each other. You know, I mean, you get to know kind of how people solve it problems. It is amazing, and, isn't it? I mean, it's you, who'd, have, who'd have thought? Literally, people working together around the world. Um, and we had a conference that we have, we had a lot of guys get together a few weeks ago, where we actually all went there in person, and it was just like. For, for most most of us, right? Meeting face to face for the first time. I mean, you know, a whole bunch of us. It was like we already knew. Yeah, each and it other. was like yeah. this is just <laughs> man, that is just such a I don't know, man. I, I I'm I'm blown away by the process, but it, it wouldn't have been that way had we not had this process of interaction. Right. Well, the the thing Ted about no, that, that, uh, that's doing a big that part of it yeah. was people weren't strangers, right? For sure. Maybe it was the first time meeting people face to face. But at the same time, the interaction that takes place in level 10s, you know these people personally. You learn something, oh, my kid just graduated high school. Okay, you, you learn these things, right? So you kind of know people. It's, it's really, it cr helps to create and drive a company culture. So if you're, if you're hiring people based on not just skills, but on core values, and then you're using the level 10 as a way to reinforce uh, ultimately, it's about visibility, traceability, and accountability. So everybody gets to know each other for better or worse sometimes, right? You know the strengths and weaknesses, but that's okay. Uh, and and it really changes that culture. I, there are amazing people at Chain Bites, and because the right people are in the right positions and driving the company forward, and they interact and work together. And these are people who come from different countries, different political persuasions, you know, people, people, different genders, whatever it is, and but they all work together as a solid team. Yeah, no doubt. When, so you've got vision, people, data, and we have issues, which is brought in, brought up in the IDS. Um, there's a separate call out for process. There are two more of the six: process and traction. Let's talk a little bit. How, so when you look at process as a separate and distinct element, what what is what is what is it? You know? Well, process is important because what happens in again as a company grows. It's like, well, you know, go over to this person to find something out. Uh, you need to submit something. Well, we don't really have a process for that. Just, just give the receipt to somebody, right? Or you do, do I have a permission or authority to do something? You, you, nobody necessarily knows. So what we do is we want to define our processes, and we're going to adapt those processes to a changing business climate. We're going to adapt processes as our vision changes. Um, and but they're they're documented we document process so that everybody knows how we're going to do business if you're going to onboard a new customer here's the process because again companies are growing often these things become haphazard so what happens is you have different people following different ways of doing things there's no consistency you can't move people around the organization because there's not processes to move between departments or working even teams yeah and we document process Everybody understands how the process is going to work. Everybody has input to say, we want to improve this process or we think that's not the best way. At the end of the day, everybody's doing business the same way. Again, you're following the vision, but the vision now has been translated into this process that helps drive that success. 
And, and then the last piece you mentioned is- And, and I'll say something about this Please. This process is, is, is located in one place. And, yes. that, and that's always been a problem. We've done processes in the past as an organization, and it's in SharePoint somewhere, or it's located in Google Docs somewhere, I don't know. When I wanna go find it, I'm not gonna go search it out. I'm not gonna go find it, I'm gonna ask somebody, right? So it doesn't work. It doesn't matter that there was a documented process if nobody mm. can find it. And one of the benefits of, of, of EOS and the structured system that we're using is that I know where all the processes are at one place, and I can click in what department and what it is. How, how do I submit an expense report? How do I, you know, deploy a new machine? How do we, you know, whatever it is, there's a process for it in there. And as we improve on these processes, we document it. And then when we hire new people, they've got something to look at that they can follow. Uh, when they want, when they want to know something, they can start off in that, in that, and see, okay, this is how HR works, accounting works. This is how this works here, or. This is at least who I talk to, like because I don't. Sure, I've, I've even um, seen it come up in IDS it's, where it's we we in in IDS we have noticed a challenge that that basically, as we work work through it, we realize that we need a process for this particular issue, you know, item. Right. Um, I mean that's that's I literally remember meetings where we like very specifically go, what the hell? We don't have a process for this. We need a process for this, otherwise it just continues to be chaos. Um, and, but, but I guess I guess the thing that that's that's. It, because it's inherent in the structures that you're seeking these processes. I mean, I, when I was I started my first business, you know, 30 years ago, I remember working with a person. He said, "Hey, if it isn't a process, it's a problem," and he got me thinking about that. <laughs> and I was like, you know, you look around at everything in your life. I mean, literally, especially manufactured products, even whether in the rooms we're in, like looking at the molding and the drywall, anything that happens in the real world at scale has a process. Has is a is a result of a process. I mean, there are artisan and one-off things, you know, sculptures, but even those, if you really did look deeply into them, you're going to probably find some process behind them. But things that move to scale always have process behind them. Um, and it's always interesting about this that it does, uh, it, it's built into the system that it pulls this out. I mean, it, it makes, it's obvious when there isn't a process, you know, and, and, and we, you know, we answer. Well, lack of, lack of or process or sometimes when chaos. you find the process, you're, or, or, or an overly complicated process right. that gets vetted out when you when you ask somebody to define it, and they're like, "Why are you jumping through twenty hoops? Why is this? Why is this this way?" And no, right? And so now you streamline the process, just identifying it sometimes. And and again, getting caught up in paperwork and stuff like that, you know, nobody wants to do that, especially in a startup, right? We're we're all busy doing stuff, but this pays for itself. These sort of things, um, and that's why you keep doing them, right? When you see the results, you're like, "Okay, this is this is worthwhile." To invest time and resources into doing this properly because this fits into this and if we don't have the the if we don't have the processes none of the rest of this is going to work your scorecards won't work your people aren't going to none of that is going to work so all of this has to fit yeah together. it's interesting it's interesting too that sometimes they're revealed where there will be something we're trying to do and there'll be some sort of a stopping point something that's holding everybody up um and we go oh it just becomes more obvious in the discussions Usually a lack exactly. of process. Exactly, or or we need a person, or we need like a, we need a, we need to define a, a new role that we've developed a space that we've got enough work in that space. I can think of two in my head right now, um, that that we we need people to fill these positions because we're at a point where they need someone who's who's focused who focuses on those. Uh, lack of process also causes things not to get done because somebody's like, well, I don't really know what the process is, or I don't know how to do that, so they just blow it off. So things that were important to the company, important to customers might get ignored and it wasn't necessarily intentional it's just because nobody really understood what to do so those processes need to find but as as eric said you know t don't overdo the plumbing 
Okay, don't make them too complicated. You need a process that's efficient. So processes are part of, of an evolution of the business. They're always evolving. It doesn't mean you change a process every day, but you put an initial process in, you review it, is it effective? Can we streamline it? You know, how do we do things like that? And everybody has input on that. And, and again, you know, it's, it's important that everybody in the company feels that they have a voice and they're going to be heard and listened to. And it doesn't mean they get their way. It doesn't mean everybody says, you know what, you're right. They may say, nope, not going to work for us. But you're not going to be ridiculed for it. You're, you're going to be encouraged to bring back the next idea. Come on, bring it to the table. Let's hear it. And, and that is made. Yeah, one of the things you just mentioned successful. about going to scale one of the things you mentioned about going to scale is bringing new people on. Those new people are going to review those processes. And a lot of times they may have come from another organization that has a better process. And so that's when a lot of times you get to review these processes when you're, when you're scaling and, and making them better. And, and that's Okay, so, so let's, let's look at the sixth element, which is traction. So this is where everything ties together and then, uh, um, you know, and, and builds, well, builds momentum or, 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 or is, is conducive to momentum. Well, traction, traction really is, at the end of the day, what you're after. And, and, there's, and traction actually is the uh, name of the book, one of the books out there about EOS. And it's bringing all these pieces there together. Go, we established our, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, Eric keeps it on his desk. I have it on Kindle. I have electronics. It's so funny. I, but, got, a book uh, by the, I, I got a book by the guy who, who invented or who found DuckDuckGo. It's called Traction 2. And he, he says, one of his lines is, traction trumps everything. And he's, he's talking about like in marketing, but it's the same idea. It's where you get something that, what's something that actually sells? What's something that's actually working? Once you get traction, then that's, that's the key. So, so go ahead. So that's right. Because if you, well, that's, that's how mm -hmm. it is here too. You got all these different pieces that are coming together and then you start getting traction because you're able to do things. You're like, wait, we actually have data points. We have people, we have all these things that fit together. And so when I, when I come up with one of my ideas, like, we got to go do this, we're able to execute on it and we know we can execute on it. And it's, it's powerful. And we see constant improvements, Kaizen, constantly improving processes, data points. We're, we're staying vigilant. We're, we're looking at our, our um, VTOs, which was our, our vision. Uh, you know, we just did that now. And, it, and like you said, it changes. And all of this is constantly changing, constantly evolving. And if you didn't have a system in place like this, uh, I would never go back to the chaos of, of not having a system. Even even if you only have two, three people in your company, start start doing this oh, Okay, so let's, <clears throat> let's take a look at like narrow, kind of um, a little bit more focused, just just on the operational elements of it. So we talked about referenced in our in our general discussion um, different meeting types. So there there's a, there are weekly meetings, there are quarterly meetings, and then there there is an annual review. Um, let's let's go ahead and um, let's let's talk about the the breakdown. You want to start with the small first, start with weekly meetings first, and then go to the go to the bigger picture, or or do or do the start at the top. Well, that's the level that's the level ten that he he described. And that's the critical one. The, the rest of them are just kind of like they fit into other things that you're doing. But um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know that you want to get too deep in the weeds. With, with so level 10 meeting. And, um, Tracy, do you know the reason why they call them level 10? What's the, what's the yeah, name? Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. It's a level 10. You want to, you want to, every meeting to be rated as a 10. Oh, okay. I see. One of the so things you do at the end of a level 10 is everybody gives it a rating okay. of 1 to 10. And anything that's below an 8, if anybody says a meeting was below an 8, they need to let the team know why they felt it was not successful. Eight to ten is kind of a, a criteria for success. Okay. You would hope for tens, but that's where it comes from. Okay. Okay. So very good. So, this, so these meetings are weekly. Um, they start off with the segue. 
Um, t- talk a little bit about the meetings or anything you want more you'd want to add, just from from what you had talked about earlier. Yeah, I think we covered all of that pretty well as far as how the meetings flow. Okay, uh, but I, I think the the key to the level ten is you just can, have to do one. He he can right. talk about it all day. <laughs> I can, but until you do one, you don't you, you don't see like the benefit. I mean, it, you just don't see it. Like the first time somebody goes through that, you're like, wow, that was that was really an effective meeting, even though they they didn't really understand what was going on. But the second time, they're like, wow, I would never do a meeting. Like, just earlier, Scott was in here, and he's going on some other meetings. Like, I hate these meetings. After after doing a level 10, I can't have these other waste-of-time meetings. And that's how you'll be. Well, I think, you know, Eric, when the first, do the first uh, leadership meeting in, what was it, March of last year that Chain Bites had with a level 10, people are, like, giving it a three and a four or something. And, and, and uh <laughs> Ah, uh, you know, well, I one don't understand this. Tough within crash. a couple of weeks, <laughs> man. Yeah, tough within, crash. A, within a matter of weeks, everybody was dedicated. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We never see that anymore. Exactly. Yeah, because everybody's used to the process, right? Now we know. Now we're all kind of in tune. We're, you know, we're we're in alignment. So well, well, and the criteria, of the, uh, the, the the just kind of talking about that her criteria at the time was how much stuff did she get off her plate because she was doing everything and anything you can possibly imagine so her criteria was did i walk away from this meeting with more to do or less to do and if she had more to do she was giving it a three so she was incentivizing us to take things off her you know delegate it to other people so and now look at look at how many things have come off her plate and that was the original goal so if we think about the success from that uh standpoint she would even say like wow like i she's not involved i mean she's still involved in a lot of stuff but nowhere near yeah, what it's a good it's before. a good goal i mean to, to be able to step back i mean you you talked to me tracy one time about how at these meetings they could be structured in such a way that that they well not that they're self-sustaining self-sustaining the right word what's if the objectives are established if the structure is so is just so it is possible that management uh, can separate themselves or some element of, like the, the the well so as, as chain bites is done there's different teams have different have the level tens but ultimately, somebody who is a leader of any team should be able to be there. And I, I did this with one of the companies that I, I, was, I was actually CEO of a company. And I told them the first week, I said, look, one of my objectives is that I don't show up for my own meeting and you don't notice or care. And they thought that was very amusing. Uh, but it ended up being that way is we actually went down a level 10 format somebody was able to, to steer that meeting, to chair the meeting, to get it done. The communication is so clear that if you're not in the meeting, you know, you have your end of meeting, the level 10 reports, you have, we use a software system called 90IO, we use online in the cloud-based system that enables us to track everything that was done and said. So, you know, no one person should ever drive a company. It should always be, a, it's a team. So we are able to accomplish that by having this visibility and the traceability and the accountability. I keep using that, but that's really what it boils down to. And we do that because of EOS. It's fascinating. You could literally have, and once people are in the meetings, anyone can run the meeting. All right, right? I mean, it has, I mean, all the pieces are there. You really wouldn't. Well, we have, it's a, it's a rules-based operation, right? So you have a, a criteria and you just go through it and anyone should be able to jump in. We've been through them every week. We should be able to just go through it and we know what we're looking for. We know uh, what, what these things represent. We know if there's a problem, what, what we should do with it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's um, amazing. Yeah. All right, so well, let's jump to the quarterly because I want to I I I drill in a little bit on, on the, the concept of rocks. Um, so you look at, you're looking at your objectives on a, on a short-term basis weekly <clears throat> with the bigger picture objectives in mind. 
Um, but you have a, there's a distinction for quarterly quarterly. I mean, no, no, nowhere does the word goal appear, which I think is interesting because that's just overused, maybe. But um, talk a little bit about rocks and quarter the quarterly, and like what, what's you know what's the difference between the focus to, on on the short term and the in the quarter, and how do you mitigate the, the differences between the timing and and the fact that things are changing all the time? Let's talk about about quarterly reviews and and, and what they mean. Well, rocks rocks are quarterly objectives, and those those objectives everybody should have a rock. Everybody should have at least one rock. Now, in some cases, rocks are business challenges we face, and we have to have an action plan to get rid of those. But somebody owns that rock, even if they're not a person who is is the executor of the solution. They're the owner. They have to make sure it gets it done, and they are held accountable. And every week, we have our quarterly rocks uh, in a level ten come up where you say okay here here are the rocks for this quarter eric you have this rock is it on track is it off track if it's off track it just goes to ids it's an issue we need to discuss so we are we are really keeping visibility of our quarterly objectives because again as a growing business we come in and we say you know what next month we're going to do this next a uh, couple months from now we'll do this it never gets documented it doesn't get tracked it doesn't get done <clears throat> it's forgotten or somebody two or three months later says hey i thought we were going to do something Oh, yeah, everybody forgot. And it was key to achieving our vision. So how did we let this fail? So rocks enable uh, anybody using EOS to have a way to say, here are our key objectives to success. As employees, too, as a team members, and as a company, these are the things that we have to strive to accomplish in the quarter. And that way we have that, again, that visibility is there. Every week we're checking up on those rocks. It's a really important concept. And we get down to the end of every quarter, we're going to go back and say, okay, what rocks did we get done? And what rocks did we not get done? And I think, as I said at the beginning, when you have rocks, you should have enough rocks that you can't necessarily do them all. That's okay. Don't get carried away with that. If you had 20 rocks and you only accomplished two, you got a bigger problem somewhere. But if you had 20 rocks and you got 18 of them done, all right, that's fine. We'll take the other two rocks and we might reassign them. Or were they not high priority enough that maybe they shouldn't have been rocks? Because a key to a rock is it's something that has to be uh, definitive and measurable. It can't be vague, like if it's a person. I need you to go get a certificate in programming. That's pointless and meaningless. It means nothing. That's not a rock. A rock is, you know, in your job, you have to be able to do something with a programming language, React. Therefore, I need you to seek a certain certification from a certain uh, provider of a certification and get it done by the end of this quarter. Now you've given them a definitive rock that says you got to do this. And every week, are you on track? But I think yes or no. How, how do you get there? So, that's, so how do you get to these rocks? Is usually you have an annual meeting where you have the yes. vision and you, and you come up with... What, so, Ted, what is the most effective thing you can do this year that would have an impact on the business? And those will typically turn into your rocks. So you go through, everybody talks about, so I think if I did this, that I would have the biggest impact on the business. That's likely going to go up on, on the board as a rock. So you put all these up on the board, and then you go through them and say, okay, well, obviously you can't do them all, but let's let's pick a couple of these things as a leadership, and then you know some of these things can go into different departments. Um, how, how do I get these done? And then you're only doing the things that are going to have the maximum impact on the business, and those become your quarterly rocks. So it's important to know where they're coming from and why um, it's important that we're tracking them every week because you you have other jobs to do, but this is something that you know needs to be done for the business because it's going to have the biggest impact. 
but you also have your day-to-day -day work that that needs to get done so it's it's outside yeah, of I mean, that it's well. the, and, that and there's <clears> a couple <throat> things ted you, you mentioned quarterly and annual meetings okay. quarterly there's also meetings that are outside of a formal like team lead meetings or leadership meetings uh, you should have quarterly conversations with with employees um, I call these non-HR conversations. They're, they're casual conversations of how you doing. Uh, here's some things you need. I need to make sure I'm communicating clearly to you the company's objectives for this quarter and where we are, where we just came from, and where we're going. They're 15-minute conversations, but the, then the employee is urged to speak your mind, too. Do you think there's problems or things that aren't being addressed? Talk to us about it. And then when you go to the annual meetings, as Eric was saying, we look at where we're going as a business, but we should do annual reviews. And annual reviews are more formal and structured and part of an HR record, typically. So <clears throat> I always segregate the two, though. There's a quarterly, a, a non-HR casual discussion, and then there's there's the uh, annual discussions that take place. And the annual meeting for leadership is typically a two-day retreat. You need to go away, put the computer down, put the phone down. Uh, if you're me, I like a whiteboard room. Give me a room with the walls covered in whiteboard, and we will talk about things. Uh, but it has to be that we're going to realign our vision. We're going to we're going to look at how do we get that the most traction in the coming year, and that's what an annual meeting is really out to do. This is excellent. Um, I just, I just rem I'm reminded of that book, The One Thing, by by Gary Keller, Keller and Jay Papazian. You guys ever heard of that book, One Thing? Keller is the, he's a Keller Williams, the real estate guy. Yeah, he's an excellent book about about identifying the things that are the most important things. And it might, when he says one thing, he puts it into categories, right? So for your for your health, right? For your relationships, for your you know, if you got spiritual practices, if you got all these different things in your life that you think are important, then it's in, he basically goes through and says, all right, how do I identify the, the thing that's the most important thing for me to do in the space um, to be able to move me into the direction that I'm trying to head, like into, to achieve goals? Um, and the same is true for companies. I mean, just again, it's that it's that issue of defining the target, right? I mean, because without defining those targets, you're just never going to hit them. So um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything fundamentally new about EOS. I think it's a culmination of a lot of different practices put together, best practices. That's what it is. It's just a bunch of, you know, we in software development you have what, patterns and practices of, of architects. They patterns and practices. You, you don't build the building differently. You build it the way they've done it forever because you know that works. You're not going to swap something out and go, oh, let me let me do something. So these things all got put together, and, and the best ones made it. The ones that aren't didn't. And it's not a religion. I mean, we don't follow everything religiously either. Like, we, we, we try things, and we experiment, and we implement other, other things when, when it's appropriate. And um, Yeah, I, th I think it, it clear, clearly has iteration built into it, right? And so it has the, it has the element of, of yes. sort of a of defining the structure and the direction, but it also has space for, hey, something came up. We've got to change direction. You're constantly monitoring. As you, it, yeah. No, that's the important part of this. That's, right. that's, why, <clears throat> that's why I said agile software development, you're doing the same sort of things. This is very similar to that where your, your operations are your business. So your, your agile software development is project-based. You have an end date, but your operations, that, how you operate your business, that has to fall into a structure, and that's what this structure is. And this structure is very, very similar to well, what I would call an agile. Kind of along those lines, Ted, um, one of the things that often happens in a company that's growing is uh, there's a book called Rocket Fuel that Mark Winters uh, wrote. And it talks about the relationship of the, the visionary, the CEO, to the, the integrator, the COO. And one of the things it talks about is that as a company grows and your visionary who has 100 ideas at any given moment, 
is often going into different things and wanting to look at different ideas. So different people in the company are sometimes going different directions or they're suddenly changing directions because priorities shift, and that's called organizational whiplash. But EOS puts some structure and discipline around that so that things are uh, discussed and they're, they're brought up and they're visible to everybody. Uh, so you don't have different parts of the company going different directions. It's all this visibility that EOS and its system brings. And, and as Eric said, none of this is necessarily a super new radical concept. It's putting structure and logic into it so that you have a methodology, a way to approach running the business so that it's successful. And, and EOS is really good for that. Yeah, I mean, again, McDonald's hamburgers. Yeah, on that on that topic, I was going to say McDonald's hamburgers. What what what's, what's novel about a ham? This hamburger. What's but what makes it special is the system that they have. Oh, yeah. the process. Yeah, the processes that they have. One one of the things Tracy said when he first started was I had to read Rocket Fuel, and and I went through the other Gino Whitman books before I finally got through Rocket Fuel. Um, but it was Rocket Fuel that made me realize that I am a visionary. He kept yeah. saying it, but I, it didn't like really. Like yeah, but I'm an implementer. I'm I'm in here operations. I'm doing all this other stuff too. But when I read the book, I realized no, I'm not. I'm a That's visionary, right. and I need to stop doing these other things because I don't do them well. And and so once you realize that, and then you then you um, you know, Trace hundred hundred ideas a day. You only give me twenty. So <laughs> yeah, well because because your math, but, you do funny math. You need that hundred. I know you'll, you'll do them anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I I but but I mean, but it. But it is true. What he was telling about the the, the the organizational whiplash, I was I was doing that to the organization back and forth. You know, I'm involved in so many, as you guys know, I'm involved in a million different things. And if I keep pulling the organization in all these different things, nobody knows where to go. And so there has to be structure to that. And, and I can still, now I'm able to do those things again. Now the, the organization is, is, is functional enough and, and moves enough that even when I'm out there doing these new projects, we're absorbing that into the organization and we're not creating the same chaos as, as before. And, and communicated America is something I think that's a really big part there. You know, that they're being yeah. communicated. It's not yeah. just that you're going to do something with maybe a couple of people. It's like, here's what we're doing, team, and the company goes together on the same page. Right. Yeah, it's very different. It's empowering for, for a CEO to, to have that ability to be able to do that, let me tell you. Well, when you, one of my follow-up questions relative to when we look at the whole system, like Eric, just to kind of to kick it over you, like in, in terms of, I mean, if you had to, if you had to kind of, you know, pick the top the top things, you know, what's what's EOS done for Chainbytes, and what what is when you when you really you really point to it and say, what are the biggest the biggest benefits? And we've talked about some of them already, but it got me out of my business. Uh, instead of being in my business, working on it every every hour of every day, every accounting, every invoice, every sales, every customer, I don't even know all our customers anymore. Like I'm, I've, I've, there's things that go on in the company I have no idea about now. Like there's there's rules based organization. So I've removed myself from the day to day operations of most of the company, knowing that if there's something wrong, it'll tr trickle up through these processes that we have in place. So that for me, it was huge because I wasn't able to be a visionary. I wasn't able to go out and do new projects. I mean, I would do them and then we'd be stuck with them and I would end up like working 100 hour weeks with you know craziness and trying to get these things done. And I don't have to do that anymore. Although maybe I still do that. Um, it's not, it, the business won't fail if I don't do it. Um, the business will continue on no matter what I do. And I think that's one of the most, most empower, powerful benefits is business doesn't need me anymore if I there was leave. one piece of and, and the business would if there was one on. piece of the whole puzzle that you feel like you could you could do you could do more of what what do you you know if you 
just, just in your sense of understanding the implementation and all the elements of it, if there's what what areas are still a challenge? I mean, is there any part of it that you wish that you wish or would like to spend more time? Um, you mean with the yeah, 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 just in, just just in your implementation of it. I mean, is there anything that you look look because you've you know we still haven't implemented all mm -hmm. of EOS. We're we're still like the people analyzer. There's there's still pieces of the EOS that we still haven't implemented just because well we're, we're at like forty people in the organization right now. Um, we're we're still building the foundation, the processes. Um, I, I think we'll get to some of these other things. Um, we we do a little bit of the we started doing some of the people analyzer stuff, but there's different pieces here that you know the we never did a two day retreat. That's for sure. Um, we did a half a <laughs> day down. We need we need the room with the whiteboard. When you're holding your computer up, man, I thought that was the drywall. <laughs> Here's Eric with a permanent marker, magic marker, right down the drywall. <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, we got to use whatever works. So, but yeah, I, I think that's that's interesting. I mean, that that whole idea of get, getting everybody together to be able to say, okay, what are the you know, because because living the business, you know, being in the business, I mean, it informs your perspective on on you know the big picture. That's right. I mean, you see the things that are holding you back. You see that you see um, the opportunities, and and I, I I think one thing that's beautiful about this is it has the it can get everybody on the same the same page, and and again that that's the two key words we've all been saying over and over. Same page. Yeah. Be on the same page. So. Right. Everybody's empowered to do things. They know they know what is expected. They know what they're accountable for. They're empowered to do their jobs. They don't need to, you know, nobody's micromanaging anybody. It's, it's you know, everyone knows what they're accountable for. And then there's a process for understanding, did they get, you know, are they having problems? Did they, did they, is there a roadblock there? And that's what that level 10 serves. So every week, you know, I look forward to those level 10s because I get to understand what's going on in the business because I'm not involved in everything in the business anymore, right? I, I All the time, I'm, I'm hearing and learning things at level 10 and that's, uh, you know, I didn't think we'd get there that fast. Frankly, it's been almost a yeah, year now. It's excellent. All right, so Tra Tracy, I'd, I'd kind of kick it over to you. If somebody wanted to get started with this, what do they do? What's what's the best way to learn about it? Well, you know, there's people uh, out that do EOS type of consulting, but EOSWorldwide.com is a great place to start. Uh, that's really the home of EOS. There's also podcasts. EOS Worldwide does podcasts, so okay. there's some great ones there. I often listen to those on the, my bicycle or something. Okay. Uh, they're really good for that. Uh, and then, as uh, Eric and I both have mentioned, there's a book called Rocket Fuel. That's a little bit outside of EOS, but it's tied into it because it talks about the relationship of your visionary uh, to the integrator of the business. Nice. <laughs> and get a grip. Another one. Yes, Eric, that's, but that's this another is, this one. This is the grip. Bible. This is, this is the one that really, if you want to know how the systems, this is it. So, so you know, I listen to yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I keep this on my desk. Hey, there's also a book called, uh, so traction is heavy duty stuff. What I've also often recommended for people that are interested in EOS, there's one called What in the World is EOS? And this is a fairly short book that's meant more toward people who are on the receiving end of an EOS implementation, but is a great starting point to really get what it's about. And then the book Traction is much, that's a heavy duty this is how it really works. And then get a grip. I think that's a little more um, talking about from a real perspective of, of how it works. Okay. Okay. That's great. Well, Tracy, so outside of EOS, so, so as a small startup, what else is there? I mean, there, there aren't that many methodologies. I mean, a lot of people jump into Six Sigma and, and really heavy duty, you know, process focused type, type stuff. You can't do that in, a, in a, no. you know, a small startup. It'll kill your startup because it's, it's all this bureaucracy. So I, I don't know what else there really is. There's, there's, there's a lot of people that have different ideas and, and they're 
or yeah. consultants out there who want to say, I've got a, how to, a successful world. and But it's not a whole system. EOS is it. It's the way to go. What other system is there? Is there is there another system? I know companies that implemented EOS. Is there another system? I, there was one other system I, can, I, I heard about. I, I can't remember the name of it. There Are there some others out there? I couldn't sit here and name them. <clears throat> I become yeah, but but by by far EOS made the most sense to me when I listened to it, um, and just it just really thought out. And and of course, there's software products in place to help you implement it. And then there's implement integrators um, like Tracy who who understand how to implement it into a business because getting your business to change as anybody who's who's, who's tried to change their businesses is, is rather difficult. And this gives you a structure to do that. Um, and it doesn't force people into it, but you know people are resistant to change. But if they see benefits not so much anymore and I'm and starting off with just that level 10 people saw the benefits and then they were like okay I want to do this I want to do the pro I want to do all this because I want to I want to have these other benefits and they start seeing it and I've never seen that before in any organization I've been in where we implemented these kind of things usually larger organizations but yeah it's uh, powerful well, one one of the things that is um is is called out even in business school um that to be one of the biggest challenges, they always talk about, I, I love these things where they say, well, the biggest reason why businesses fail is undercapitalization, which to me is a total BS, um, you know, way to look at things. Usually undercapitalization means, well, you didn't have enough money. Well, why didn't you have enough money? Well, we didn't, we didn't have enough sales. We didn't, there's a lot of problems that, that line up behind that, I think, that are more primary to, to consider. Um, but there is an issue with regard to entrepreneurs and that many of them really struggle to, to scale because they don't, uh, well, de delegate, right? They feel like I've got to do it or it won't get done right. Um, I mean, I can look at my my career for, you know, again, many decades of owning businesses. Um, you know, if I looked, if somebody said to me, what's your biggest mistake or your biggest issue? What it, you know, what it, if you could go back, I definitely would have looked to replicate myself. Basically, in uh, this type of system would... We all do, man. If, if anybody <laughs> yeah. ever figures that one out, but I mean, forget it. That's well, the it would elicit. <laughs> it would elicit from the pro what I was doing. It would make me look at what I was doing and say, this is what you're doing. And these things can be compartmentalized into, into people and processes that can get them out of your hands. So it's like without some well, structure, it's easy to just say, I just, I just keep, you know, I, I, I keep drinking from a fire hose because I don't know how to stop. That's so. the key, though, is as an entrepreneur, you know, you're building something and, and you have this vision in your head. And, and when you bring it and it's hard to let go, it's my baby, right? And so it grows. You just want to keep going. But you can't. You can't. You can only go so far. Yeah, I've always yourself. been the other way. I've been. How do I get myself? How out do of I the get rid of it? Right from, from, from day one. <laughs> that's beautiful. Absolutely. How do I get out of the critical path and get somebody else to do? Well, as a software developer, that's all we did, right? We were always looking to get people out of the critical path. If if you can put systems in place or or processes, then then you don't have to think about it anymore. It just it's. But it's as an entrepreneur, you have to have the confidence in what you're doing. Right. To, re to let go of things. And EOS puts the structure and visibility, traceability into yep. that that enables an opt entrepreneur like Eric to step back and say, okay, I can, I see this is working. I see the structure. I still have visibility into what's going on. I have that traceability and I have accountability. I know what's happening, but I don't have to be there all the time. If I can't make a meeting, so what? It'll be taken care of of and I'll know about it. So that's what EOS brings is that it helps bring that confidence to an entrepreneur that they can go out and be that visionary. They can go out and be that face of the business uh, that is so important and entrepreneurs often get drugged down and can't and next thing you know they don't have a business anymore. So EOS really <clears throat> in a way magnifies the entrepreneur's vision. But it puts structure around it so they know 
they don't have to be there every minute. Yeah, yeah. It's not fluff and processes. Like sometimes people listen to this stuff and it's just like, yeah, whatever. It's just like another, you know, consultants coming in, yeah. making some money, and they're gonna but do this. And nobody's. That is not. Mm. That is not what this is. And we're not selling. I'm not. No, no. I, and I gotta tell you, man. I, I literally for like I within you know a few months of doing this. I mean, we we gotta hire in our group. And once you do it, you're a believer. Like I don't know how you go back. Like there's no going back. Exactly. If you went to another company, right, the very first thing you would tell them was, okay, where's my level 10? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> how do we, yeah, right. Well, why aren't you guys doing this? It's going to make such a big difference. And that's why it's been so successful is because I you know, first, people have moved around. And, yeah. I first became yeah. involved in, in an EOS implementation 12 years ago in about 2010. Hmm. And, wow. and it just was life-changing because I, I've, the level 10 structure in particular, I absolutely love that. And, and love the visibility. I love having no matter who's at the table, it's an equal voice and it's open conversation. Things that um, just made all the difference in the world. Yeah, excellent. Okay, well guys, we should probably wrap up. Um, any other fi- any final thoughts or anything you can add? Okay. No, I, I, I think personally, I, covered, I think Chainbox a lot, is a shining yeah, example. A, it's good, it's a, absolutely, yeah. I, th- I think, I, I, EOS is a big topic, so. Yeah, I even, I even think going Sorry. through it helps highlight and cement in like how, how well it's working and helps us really see clearly some of the things that it's, it's done for, for the company. So I wanna thank everybody for listening and if you have any questions or um, you know show topics you wanna hear about or just anything you wanna contribute to the conversation or something you'd like to get back to, we're, we're happy to, to answer listener questions. Um, best way to, to find us is info at chainbytes.com and that's spelled C-H-A-I-N-B-Y-T-E-S.com. Again, thanks uh, Tracy and Eric for, for coming today and was, I think it was a great show. And uh, everyone, thanks for listening and we'll, we'll catch up with you next time. So take care, bye-bye.